0: This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell.
1: Good morning, hockey fans! Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey Original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games, practices, storylines from your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week, including some fun minisodes, probably like today's that bring you information from after morning skate as well as after practices. So be sure to download that Odyssey app, hit that auto download button, so that you have those brand new Pucks and Bolts episodes just sitting there, waiting for you to listen to whenever you are ready. And guess what, guys? You can also catch Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms. I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it is time for us to get into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Good morning, Kaylee.
0: Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. The lightning we just kind of went over uh, and, and chatted with some of the players and the coaches at practice. They had a really great work day on Thursday. So getting into this after skate, Casey, you and I were there. Um, and in a lot of ways, it kind of felt like the Lightning really liked to get onto the ice as soon as they lose. Like they don't want to have that memory of a loss in their head for very long. So getting out there, getting on the ice, being able to, to run through different schemes, um, and work on the special teams, uh, which was an area of weakness whenever they played the Oilers. That was really in, in, in some ways like kind of cathartic for them. They, they really like getting out there on the ice. They really like being able to move their bodies and move through. And it was a hard, hard practice. Um, and like I said, you and I both both chatted with some of the different players, head coach, John Cooper, and, Mm -hmm you asked him a great question because there was a few E words and specific that he was using during practice. And one of them
1: was execute. Mm -hmm. And the whole time i thought, well, I was hearing a combination of things and luckily John Cooper is so great that he makes a lovely joke about it. Cause when I initially asked the question, I asked that, you know, I heard you mention effort and needing to present more effort. So I wanted to know where that effort needed to come in on five on five. And he jokes and says, yeah, I said a couple of E words on the ice. Uh, execute being one of them. Execution has just kind of been shorthanded for these guys. They do the right thing. Statistically, Kaylee, you and I have broken down how well they have matched up against their opponents, but just haven't been able to execute or get across that finish line. Um, we mentioned on Pucks and Bolts the other week that even though they pulled off that win versus the Senators, it wasn't satisfactory because it was such a strange Game They didn't love how they won it. And we always talk about accountability and you just love to see that out of a team, if especially they're going to make it to playoffs and, and so forth. So yeah, coach Cooper mentioned the fact that execution is probably the biggest thing that they needed to, to pull together right now. Special teams is doing just enough, but they have to execute. They've got to get pucks in that um, five on five is coming together, but where they need to execute there is getting all the lines involved, not just the first line or maybe the second line where killer and Paul kind of come up and help out there. So all four lines got to get involved. The deep pairings have to continue to figure out what that chemistry looks like. We've talked about the competition between Foot and Myers. Uh, it looks like Flurry's getting a little bit more settled back there as well, so not so much to worry about. So it's more that execution in every single component of the game, and they have a great opportunity tonight to do that. They certainly do. And along those
0: lines, it wasn't just John Cooper mentioning the execution. When I talked to Steven Samkos and asked him specifically about the power play, because he had a really great start to the season, specifically Mm -hmm. on the power play, I asked him if there was something that he could point to that, you know, equates to maybe why things are not going as well. And he said, it's not for lack of effort. We're trying. But what he did say is that they might be trying a little. Too hard at times. Mm-hmm. It might be pressing, and when you're pressing, you don't always make the right decisions. You don't always make the smart decisions because you're a little bit desperate to get the goal in. Everybody wants to be the guy. He told me, um, and then not only that, but he said, you know, you know, you've hit rock bottom when not only are you not scoring goals, but you're giving up goals. Casey, this team has given up the most shorthanded goals in the NHL this season so far with four shorthanded goals. They gave up another one in the last game. That's something that clearly has to stop. Um, And in terms of what they need to do for the power play and on special teams. And I also did ask John Cooper about the penalty kill. How do they keep more goals out of the net in the penalty kill? Here's what he had to say about all of those things in general, but specifically about the penalty kill and keeping pucks out of net. We've been up, I think, four shorties this yeah. year. So that's,
1: that's an issue. Um, we have to be, you know, we're, we're obviously concerned about, um, oh yeah. You know much like the power play the penalty
0: kill was we were almost if not top ten going in last night's game that gets hurt today and we want to be top ten in in both special teams we we're knocking on the door uh, but you know it's all part of it five on five pK PP um, bottom line is we're giving up one too many goals a game and last night a couple last couple games we got four it doesn't cost you but now when you get two it costs you and so uh, was like I said, we're one goal giving up too much. The game we got- And so, I mean, you, you guys heard it there, uh, overall, John Cooper just thinks that they're giving up one too many goals per game. And if they can Mm -hmm. score four, then that's great. But sometimes you can only score two and you have to be able to continue to win those games
1: whenever you're only scoring two goals. And Uh, he always talks about that third goal being one goal too many. You can tell that coach Cooper does not like that third goal whatsoever (laughs) in order for their team to manage anything. And he said it consistently.
0: Yeah. It's really true. But Casey, you mentioned where they are finding success. It's five on Mm -hmm. five play and it's specifically on the top line. So I was a little bit curious. We always know that between Nikita Kucherov and, and the way that he sees the game, Braden Point, how fast of a skater he is, how smooth of a skater he is. He's also learned a lot from Nikita Kucherov and Brandon Hagel who I asked Braden Point, I said, why do you think Brandon Hagel fits on this line so well? And he said, well, because he sees the game really well. You mm-hmm. have in your top line these visionaries, if you will, of players who go out there and see the ice really well. And it all starts with Nikita Kucherov. Here's Steven Stamkos and Braden Point just giving credit to their Russian teammate, Nikita Kucherov, who does see the ice like unlike anyone else. For the most part, um, anytime I'm on the ice with him, obviously we played together for a while. Like I know what he's thinking, and he
1: probably knows what I'm thinking. And just like when he's out there playing, you know, there's an ebb and flow to the game because you can. Anticipating, and, and you know which part of the ice coach is definitely most comfortable, and where he's going to be. So it makes the game easier, really. So, um, but it's just listen. He's like I said, he's second to none in terms of anticipating plays and knowing what's going to happen before they actually translate. And that's just that's just a skill that only really the elite you know, players in any sport have and, yeah. Well, he's so good at seeing the game, so really just to take what he sees and try to apply it is a way in itself,
0: just because he sees the game so well. Um, I think he's helped me understand time and space,
1: and um, just given me the confidence to try to replace.
0: One of the key to Kucherov, isn't just a guy that can see things well and facilitate things well, but he's also the kind of guy that goes out there and executes. So he can't just – he's not just facilitating the plays, but he's also the guy that can go out there and execute, and Mm -hmm. that is rare. We have to get into our storm watch because the Lightning are taking on the Washington Capitals. Now they are playing the team in back-to-back games. They do have the day off on Saturday in between, but they're playing this team Mm back-to-back And there's a lot of really, really interesting things whenever you think about the Washington Capitals. Yeah. But, Casey, before we get too far into it, we've got to mention probably their most problematic player, which has to be Alex Ovechkin. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Ovechkin, yep. when I was looking at some of the media notes this morning, he is two goals shy of time, of passing. Excuse me. Sidney Crosby, for the 18th most points in NHL history. This is a guy mm-hmm. who, I mean, is going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. He's dangerous. He mm-hmm. has one-timers. I mean, this is this is a game where we're going to see two of the best one-timers in the league between Ovechkin and Steven Stamkos. This is a team that plays pretty well on both the penalty kill and the power play, they have allowed less goals on the penalty kill than the Lightning have had, and they have scored more goals on the power play than the Lightning have. So they're just edging out the Lightning in both of those categories. Uh, And Alex Ovechkin has a lot to do with that. Casey, I Mm -hmm. know that you have added, you're going to add some problematic players that we need to keep our eyes on. Obviously, like I said, Ovechkin is you know, he's kind of like the basic choice. He's, he's the go, yeah. the gimme. You have to think about him, always. but they also have some other sneaky players. Who do you got for me?
1: Absolutely. Well, another center out there, Dylan Strome, being one of their top scorers as well. Now, Compared to the other teams, their top players aren't sitting at 10 goals or 12 goals. Um, Ovechkin's got his eight goals, five of those being power play goals. So just to add to what Kaylee said there that's so important is that Ovechkin will make them pay for it on the power play. Uh, Strom with the eight assists, 12 points, and then 45% in the faceoff circle. Not the biggest team successfully in faceoffs. And then the biggest person that I have to mention is Evgeny Kuznetsov. He is probably the biggest problematic player that I have on my list because not only is it the 9 assists, 11 points, minus 3, it's the 16 penalty minutes that he's racked up there. Again, any player that can shoot pucks towards the net as well as add that physicality to their game is always an issue for the Bolts. And I say that because he's the second highest shooting player on that Capitals roster underneath Ovechkin. And then when it comes to one other guy, four goals, three assists, seven points, 10 minutes in the penalty box, it's Connor Sheary. He's more of their physical element. They don't have a lot of big-bodied guys on this team that are going to bring the physicality. As a whole, they probably have four high-penalty guys on this roster. The most important thing to note with... An- problematic players and the guys that Kaylee and I just mentioned is the fact that their top four players or top four skaters sit heavily in that negative column. We talked about this when the guys face the LA Kings, that means that they play a lot more in their D zone. And the other thing that confirms that is because confirmed that lately they've been playing a lot more in their D zone. He said, I think that's almost how the game is played all around right now. A lot of people spending time in their D zone. So if the bolts prep for that and kind of have that in mind, they're able to, you know, set up their structure a lot better and execute that keyword that Coach Cooper mentioned that he talked about and all the players mentioned in the locker room the other day when Kaylee and I were at practice. So there's an opportunity here with this Capitals team in so many ways. Um, so those are my problematic players, keeping it short, sweet, and simple. And really, as I mentioned to Kaylee a little bit earlier, the Bolts have an opportunity to pull off a really nice game here mm-hmm. versus the Capitals. Um the Caps, aside from spending a lot of team in their D zone, Kaylee got into special teams, right? And that's going to be extremely important. Um, but they do have a chance here to clean up their special teams and, and get bring that execution in.
0: They certainly do. And we just talked to some of the top players who are on the special teams, um, but they did switch a few things up. Uh, something that both you and I noticed Casey is that, uh, Mikhail Sergachev, they're keeping him at least for now on that top line of the power play unit. They're going Mm -hmm. to keep him there. Victor Hedman moved to the second line on the power play unit. Um, and Mikhail Sergachev, he's a young player. We have talked about his play. We like what he's doing. Um, and so it just gives them a little bit of a difference, a little bit of a, a, a few different looks. Uh, Sergi and Cooch play very well together. So mm-hmm. the fact that we have, you know, Cooch who sees the game so well and has taught Braden Point and Steven Stamkos to see the game well, to see time and space well, you have Mikhail Sergachev back there who who's kind of quarterbacking all of, of that power play. And while the Lightning did not... Um, get as many good looks on their power play as they would have liked to ending the game. When they did pull Andre Vasilevsky towards the end, when they had the six on five, they did get some good looks and John Cooper even said that in practice. We did like the looks that we got. Those shots are going to fall eventually. Hopefully they fall this weekend, especially like you said, if this team likes to play in their zone, in the D zone, That is going to attribute to this Lightning team getting a little bit more shots on net because remember in the last game the Oilers outshot them, Mm -hmm. something that we don't see very frequently from this Lightning team. So the fact that the Lightning will be able to potentially really take advantage of playing in there, you know, in in that zone, really getting good on the forecheck, which um, you know Brandon Hagel is is pretty good at, but a guy that. I called him out last game. I'm going to call him out again this game. It, it's going to be Ross Colton. I want to see Ross Colton get in on the four check. I want to see him get in and really be able to start maneuver and um and and get into there. And the Bolts did uh, you know, lead with shots up until the third period against the mm-hmm. Oilers, um, you know, but but getting outshot in that in that third period and then not really being able to to do very much or get very many shots off again Mm -hmm. on the power play. I think they had six shots and almost nine minutes of power play time against the Oilers. This is going to be something that alludes well to them getting a few more shots on net, which they do pretty well whenever they're able to get more shots on net because those shots will eventually fall. Casey, I think it's time to get into some of your keys.
1: Yeah, What do
0: we need to think about and remember whenever the Lightning are taking on the Capitals, they take them on tonight and then they will take them on at home on Sunday.
1: Kicking things off with Casey's keys. First of all, you actually mentioned something uh, very important. So my first key, of course, no surprise here, is special teams. While there may be more five-on-five opportunity than special teams versus this Capitals team, and I'll get into that in a second, it comes down to executing on special teams, but you said it, Ross Colton needs to get more involved. And it's actually been talked about how his confidence is starting to come about as he works in practice on power play unit. And coach even mentioned last week, he thinks that it's just eventually going to come for Ross Colton. He's got a very heavy shot. Uh, one of the guys in the locker room, Andrew being his name asked the players about Ross Colton's heavy shot. And they're saying, you just got to be lined up and set up property to let that one actually find the net. So I feel like Ross Colton knows that it's time for, for his number to be called. It's time to start bringing those goals to life. The players want to set him up for success. Um, also the Bolts have a stronger PK percentage on the road. They average about 80.8% on the road versus, um, what the capitals do at home. So kind of diving into the power play a little bit deeper there. The thing is, is that since Alex Ovechkin uh, era began in 2007-2008, the Caps have been the league's second most prolific offensive team, scoring 3,638 goals. Um, A lot of those goals, even though it's an average of 3.1 goals per game, a lot of those goals have successfully come on the power play. So how crucial is special teams going to be in this game? Lightning sit fifth in the league for special teams time on ice, which means they have been doing Way too much time in special teams. Uh, power play has been a little over 43 minutes. Penalty kill has been a little over 32 minutes. And Washington sits at 12th. So there are ways down from how much special team opportunity they create on the ice. They're at 38 minutes for power play, 28 minutes for penalty kill. So also with that said, Caps rank uh, about 82.2%, ninth in the league for allowing goals on the on the penalty kill. And if they need to find a way to execute, they need to get other players involved on the power play, not just Steven Samkos. Other people have to come to life here. I can also call on Mikhail Sergachev to come to life here and and contribute to the power play goals that they need to find. Um, Bolt's PK is ranked 78.7%, allowing 10 goals. We obviously know that that's an issue for them. Um, when it, Washington sits at 11 on power play, nine power play goals, 34.6% at home and 25% total. So as Kaylee mentioned earlier, a pretty good power play unit there. And bolts sit at 15, only six power play goals. We know who's racked up majority of those, 21.4% on the road, 12 power play goals total, 22.2% total. So that's the first key special team. Second key is third and fourth line specifically have to get way more involved. Third mm-hmm. line over 10 games have about 60 minutes of time on ice over the last 10 games. So we've seen that it's got – It's increased little by little. Uh, They also do some shift rotations where you can see that Coach Cooper is still trying to evaluate if he wants to switch up any players uh, from the third line to the fourth line and vice versa. The fourth line in seven games has 47 minutes and 37 seconds. The biggest reason this appealed to me with their involvement is because Ross Colton is on that fourth line. With him being on the fourth line, he's not having that much time on ice to be set up for success. So, I wonder if we're going to see some time on ice adjustments here so that we can get other players involved. Pat Maroon took personal responsibility after the loss on Tuesday versus the Oilers. You know, he said he needs to stay in the crease more and he needs to create more opportunities to get pucks in net, whether it's screening, um, whether it's helping deflect. But either way, he called on himself to get way more involved. We know that the big rig can show up in these moments. He almost had a goal, but it was called offside. So unfortunately, that didn't stick. But I think that Pat Maroon being the leader that he is on this team, that's going to generate a fire underneath him to, I don't know, maybe score some goals versus this Capitals team. And then my third key, control the game and play with discipline because this isn't going to be a huge, uh, it shouldn't be a huge penalty game. There shouldn't be a lot of special team moments going on here. And because they will be playing a team that spends a lot of time in their D zone, that creates a lot of time and space for these guys. We've seen forechecking step up a lot more, especially as Brandon Hagel gets more confident. We know what Nick Paul can contribute. So between the ability to forecheck stay in the Capitals D zone, have more five-on-five opportunity over special teams, they can get that third and fourth line more time on ice, more involved. The discipline of it is not racking up penalties and putting the caps on a power play where you know they are going to execute. Since a six-and-three win over the Devils in New Jersey on October 24th, the Capitals have managed only eight goals on -on five-on-five, ranked 30th in the league over that span. So majority of their goals in the last few games have come from the power play. So if they want to control this team, if they want to play in their structure. You keep the caps off the power play and you get everybody involved on five on five. So those are Casey's keys heading into Washington, DC. I love it.
0: (laughs) You mentioned, I'm just going to keep flowing off of your energy because what you mentioned is exactly what I want to talk about in Kaylee's corner today, which is they have to play Five on five. Keep away Mm -hmm. from special teams. I know that you just worked on special teams, but keep away from special teams. And the point that you just made is exactly why. Guess how many the goals the Washington Capitals have at even strength? 27. How many goals have they given up at even strength, Casey? A whopping 35. They have allowed eight more goals at even strength. The Lightning have been playing well five on five. They just need some goals to fall, which it will happen. Whenever mm-hmm. you look at how uh, uh, at the Lightning and their stats at even strength, they have uh, scored thirty goals at even strength and only given up twenty six. So. If you take those numbers and you add them all together, there is a 12 point differential 12 goal differential between these two teams at even strength. And that 12 points is on the lightning side. The lightning need to execute at even strength. They need to make the most of five on five and they will win this game. I truly believe it. Mm -hmm. But like you said, they need some other guys to step up. Nikita Kucherov is fantastic. The way that he's playing with Braden point and brand and Hagel it's beautiful but you need some other guys to step up like I said I'm calling on I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call on Ross Colton but also Steven Stamkos because he's had a few a little a yeah. little bit of a spell lately so Ross Colton Stephen Stamkos let me see those heavy shots of yours show Ovechkin that he's not the only guy in this game that has some good one-timers that they can have a good slap shot. That is what I want to see out of this team as the lightning go to Washington to play the Capitals, both teams coming off of a loss as well, Casey. So keep that mm-hmm. in mind. Both teams are going to want to uh, really, All really together. be able to yeah do something and taking on the same team back to back you're going to you're gonna see a lot of each other um, in these next two games so be sure to put a, a you know some really good skates on tonight and take the ice well this has been pucks and bolts fans of course you can find pucks and bolts wherever you get your podcasts uh whether not Apple or Spotify, Google, but I'm going to tell you the best place to go. It's going to be the Odyssey app. So download the Odyssey app and turn on the auto download button. So whenever there is a new episode of Pucks and Bolts, it'll go right to your phone, straight to your earbuds so that you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest in terms of Tampa Bay Lightning hockey and what is going on with them. Of course, I am Kaylee Mizell. This is Casey Hudson. You can find her at the sports case. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell and you can find both of us at pucks and bolts on Twitter. So be sure to follow us there. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you soon.
1: 2400 sports is an Odyssey company.